this should be about the right temperature. Uh, is that okay, okay with you, hey, John? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> don't want to take over your. Am I the official your, coffee I person well, today? I don't okay. know. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been a fan of Delta Spirit ever since they were featured on the Walking Dead Volume One soundtrack. I know many of you are Walking Dead fans, so you're probably already familiar with them. Or do you want me to have this? I'm one? that. I or want. I want Emily your blue cup. Okay. Unless okay, that's here's like here. your <laughs> no, Yeah. No <laughs> one uses uh, the Emily Kinney cup. Okay, I'm gonna use the Emily Kinney <laughs> cup. It was pretty cool when Matt Vasquez and John Jameson of Delta Spirit stopped by my house while they were in town for a tour rehearsal and made me a cup of coffee. Well, a cup of instant coffee. I'm I'm gonna wait to pour to see if there's a difference. What do you mean? Like uh, pour the water first and then put the coffee in. Okay. Oh, well, you're breaking the rules, so. Oh, I see, yeah. Pour coffee, then pour water. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna exert my individuality. Right, right, yeah. I'm not usually a fan of instant coffee, but John assured me that this particular one from a shop in Atwater Village called Proof was actually yeah, pretty good. It eight. says, yeah, eight or 10, eight. right. Okay, and we gotta stir, right? Yeah, you can stir. Okay. I had a lot to talk to Matt and John about. I was curious to learn more about them, the band, and what they had been up to since taking a break after their last record. Have you ever done Folgers in a pour-over? No, I <laughs> it's haven't. It's actually pretty good. I remember at being at a diner, I was like, this coffee's so good, what is it? Do you guys have a special coffee? And they're like, no, it's Folgers. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Okay, I guess well, so. cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, to, to our first instant coffee. Yeah. <laughs> since Folgers. Tastes mm. like coffee. Yeah. I think it's pretty good for instant coffee. Mine's yeah. too hot Actually, still. Mine's really hot still. Yeah. Yeah, right. We'll have more flavor when it cools, right? Welcome back to I My Caffeine Withdrawal. We cover a lot of ground in this week's podcast. John and Matt have collected a lot of insight and stories over their years together touring and creating music. I bet you're going to yeah, enjoy yeah. this conversation. I think it's good so far. I yeah. actually <laughs> like it. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. I don't I've, like standing. So. Okay, let's sit yeah, down. Let's sit. Yeah, let's sit. We need yeah. to sit now. So. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> It'll make the coffee even better. Should I sip mm. coffee in or out of the microphone? <laughs> yeah, right in because we want lots of that like coffee <laughs> drinking sound. And the, the lip smack. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Mm, delicious yeah. coffee. <laughs> do, do you find uh, when you're singing a vocal, do you try to not do that? Uh, do you have techniques where you go like... You're like, la, 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 la. Do you ever you notice that it. when you're recording? Yeah, I notice it. And I can hear it uh, like later when you're like listening to the, I don't know, mix or the vocals or whatever. Yeah, and, it drives me crazy. And it drives me crazy. But also what drives me crazy is when someone completely edits it out. Mm. Because I feel yeah. like then it doesn't sound like real. Human, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that makes so, it's I guess it's a happy medium. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes I find myself singing like, like my breaths are like, and I want to be a lot of like just um yeah instead of you know it's like weird how you're you can when there's a lot of compression how it catches it and just trying to start a vocal with your mouth open yeah yeah useless um, information no it's great mm. so I'm I I kind of want to is it okay if we like start yeah. a little bit far back I guess um I'm curious how you guys like met each other and did you grow did you guys both grow up in California or how did you meet or Yeah, I I grew up half my life in 
Southern California okay. and in Austin, Texas. Okay. And John is from North County, San Diego. Yep. Okay. And by the beach. Yeah, by the beach. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, were your parents into music and all of that kind of thing? Not really. I like, how do we, I mean, there was music around, but not like, not serious and not yeah. like cool stuff, really. I, I remember finding like, my parents found some records at some point or bought some at a garage sale. Yeah. And there was like a Beatles cover album that they had. And I listened to that. I was like, wow, this is really good. And I like thought it was the Beatles. <laughs> so I was like, my first exposure <laughs> to the Beatles, like a Beatles cover album. Wait, but who was covering the Beatles? I honestly don't remember? know. I feel like it was like some weird like yeah. Broadway musical kind of thing ben where they were oh, playing Beatles it. songs or something. I don't know, something bizarre. But eventually like in, in sixth grade, I went to some like con- like punk concert at like, yeah. the church th- that we went to. And I was like, oh, wow, this is music. And I want to be in a punk band. So that was kind of how I started like wanting to play music was like seeing MXPX actually it was the band I saw them play and I was like yes I want to be in a punk band so did you like start taking lessons or did you just like teach yourself I did yeah I started taking lessons for a minute but then eventually like you realize like it's just more fun to play in a band so we like my mom was really good at garage sailing so we went and uh like we went actually we saw a listing in the paper because that's what used to do back in the day like you'd see what was there (laughs) and it said like a bunch of music equipment so my mom and i went to this place the day before the garage sale and like Uh rang the doorbell and we're like can we buy a bunch of the equipment (laughs) oh my god and the guy yeah the guy was super like excited there was a young guy like wanting to start a band and so yeah he had like like a cool old like 70s acoustic bass amp and like a P bass and like Mm -hmm. i bought this weird squire like triangle guitar and a bunch of pedals and it was all like all of this stuff for under $200, you know. And, then and did, I, did you know what you were looking for? You were just sort of like, I need gear. Yeah. Like, I'm just a kid. Like, you just like were like, that, I need that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> I would have bought the worst stuff. And thankfully, this guy actually had pretty good taste. So there was like cool stuff, you know. But I would have yeah. bought like a Warwick, like, you know, like fretless <laughs> and been like, this thing's sick. But Jackson Dinky bass. Yeah, accidentally, yeah. it was like really cool gear. Before that, I was renting a bass. That's what you could do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, there was like an Ibanez. It was terrible. It was the worst. So, yeah, eventually, we just got a bunch of gear. And me and my friends started like trying to write punk songs, so that's yeah. how I started. Yeah, how did yeah. you start? Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Wait, <laughs> did, did you listen to any specific records that got you into music? Or oh, I mean, remember? I grew up in my house, there's a lot okay. of uh, the Beatles, Elvis Presley, Prince on vinyl, uh, nice. that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and my grandma's uh, was one of the first uh, people to work at Fender, okay, um, cool, back in the 40s, being wow. like a Rosie the River to you know, wiring yeah. amps and pickups or winding pickups and doing all that. So when I was seven, a GNL, which is the company that Leo and George Fullerton started, okay. uh, like in the eighties or seventies. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I got one of those. So since third grade, come as you are Nirvana, just absolutely obsessed with Nirvana and, uh, yeah. music of the day, grunge and new metal and all Did of that. Did you ever watch shit. like the MTV Unplugged? Oh concert? yeah. I was like obsessed with MTV Unplugged when I was little. Like, yeah. cause yeah. that was my only, I don't know. I just like loved MTV. Yeah, but, sure. Same. Yeah. Alice yeah. in Chains, the Nirvana one is like so iconic. And yeah. All the things wrong with it. Were, were really special with, the, the, with yeah. the Nirvana one, how he's like flat or messes up oh, the yeah, David Bowie no, love- melody and it's like, <laughs> like just the half step mess up. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's such a unique I feel and special like thing. The great thing about being an MTV kid like in the mm-hmm. 80s was that like, I feel like my favorite bands were like, Boys to Men, oh, Nirvana, yeah. and Seal. You know what I mean? Like the things that like wouldn't so, make any no, sense I, together. I but you're like, like, these are like the hit songs, and I watch the music videos, and I love these bands. So. Yeah, I feel like I yeah. ha- have like very eclectic. Like, yeah. Is like, what kind of music do you like? And I'm like, well, this era of my life, I was super into this music. Yeah. This era of my, yeah. life, you know, and like MTV is definitely like part of that. Like right. I, you know, yeah. 
I loved like punk I music. 90s, but then I also yeah. remember like SWV, like Sisters with Voices and like uh, Mariah Carey. Right, I was like obsessed right. with yeah, Mariah yeah, Carey. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <That's dear>. great. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so are your is your family into music or? Uh, my brother is a great guitar player, but okay, uh, so but my brother and sister are both nurses now. Oh, okay, and cool. uh, didn't pursue it. And this is the only thing I wanted to do since I was seven. So okay, so uh, you were pretty set. Yeah, um, and I just yeah. found another guy, and like okay. the rest of us are all kind of like that, where it's we have a very specific skill set that we've only focused on since yeah, high school. It's true. Okay, and you guys met in high school or right after high school? Right was after. It, you yeah, said Long after. Beach. Uh, wait southern orange county okay okay uh moved yeah i moved to california after i dropped a bunch of lsd my freshman year of high school (laughs) (laughs) i was in a lot of trouble and then uh oh you were a troublemaker oh yeah 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 okay what's like the the most trouble you ever got into i dropped four tabs of acid for the second second time Mm. and then i ended up getting like you know strapped down uh i kicked a paramedic i was like completely out of my head drank charcoal whole thing and then two days later, I flew to California and lived with my grandparents, my dad, and my brother. Okay. And then my parents were kind of, or, and then my mom came later back yeah. with my sister. But, you know, through that time, I got super involved in church. Okay. And uh, I had a really great, like, youth worship leader band mm-hmm. guy who taught me how to, you know, be a leader in a band and, and uh, taught me a lot of different things. And from that, met Kelly Winrich, the other songwriter. Okay. John and Brandon were in the music scene in San Diego and we and Kelly and I both idolized them and okay. uh, we so big, you would see them we play big, shows or see just see them oh around. yeah okay. we were big emo emo stars at that point okay. yeah. <laughs> local local <laughs> Southern California emo yeah. killers awesome yeah then yeah. <laughs> was just a, kids cry yeah just such a different day in the music industry yeah but at but at a like when we were 18 and then John and I met through uh, Lindsay B. Suck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, John Shout came out. to a show. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay. <laughs> uh, came to a show. And then a sec- separate instance. I used to I used to kind of drive. I would drive two hours to go busk in San Diego or in Los Angeles. Lots of crazy stories from those endeavors. But um, the best one was when I met Brandon, mm-hmm. John's drummer, like okay. actually in person. And he came out. He's like, hey, man, you're good. I really like your music. And I said, thanks. And I know who you are. And then later met john and then john invited me he's like come down sometime mm-hmm. and i pretty much invited myself down to your house to go watch roswell on dvd <laughs> we yes. were really into roswell at that okay. time i we loved were... roswell it was right after dawson's creek yeah <laughs> and I, I was just i was so i was so baffled how john lived his life because john didn't walk did you walk uh, you basically like left high school to go on tour yeah, yeah. The de- uh, the band that yeah the band we were my band was going on tour with came to my high school graduation and then we left the next day for like a two and a half <laughs> month tour or something. Okay. And I pretty much toured yeah you know from then until that band broke up. And then once that band broke up, you guys were like, okay, this yeah. is uh, yeah, what we're supposed to the, go to next. Yeah. Kind of. in, the, in the midst of that, John's band was on American. I was on a development deal with DreamWorks. And the next, I met the president, and the next week it became Interscope or Universal. Oh, okay. And then Kelly was on a in a band that was like on Kirkland Records. Shout out to Costco, unrelated. <laughs> was that really connected? No, okay. but it just, I just should thought, be. I was about to make a joke, but yeah, yeah, like, wow, it just maybe should it be Costco. Yeah, but like, but yeah. he got on Kimmel and did all this stuff, and yeah. and uh, mm. every like my life was destroyed when my 
my development deal fell through okay. and American like John John and Brandon started a new band and we're trying to get that going but was we're having difficulties and then there was just like a moment where we all this we decided to like get together yeah and then within a month like we're recording it Kelly's parents have been really great to be supportive they actually have a recording studio in their house we're actually oh, okay. rehearsing there right now okay um and they so that's where you guys started first I, recording yeah i was like yeah. guys yeah. i know where we can go record for free yeah. and then we go over to kelly's house and kelly gets really jealous he's like this is the band i've always wanted to be in and i was yeah. like you want to be in this band and then all of a sudden we're a five piece and yeah. uh yeah thanks to the Colwer kids taking us on our first night na- you know we did our we did our residencies and we were pretty hot shit going in, around in san diego in California san diego and- orange county so like los lounge. angeles like, and at that yeah. point Detroit we're bar. you started were you connected to any labels or anything or it was still no, just independent, completely yeah. independent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. and uh we were doing really well and, we were, and kind of on purpose we were like felt like we were burned by major labels yeah, so yeah like, i mean if do this you had way. like a yeah. development deal like yeah fall through and yeah we and just we, were, yeah. we decided at at the like like right from the top of things we were like we're not gonna listen to anybody we're just gonna listen to ourselves and follow our follow our instincts which proved well and but it it was really attributed to our our friendships with uh, a band called the color Mm -hmm. who swallowed up their guitar player who's now in the cold war kids and the cold war kids who took us on our first national tour and then dr dog uh Mm -hmm. and and then we just toured and toured and toured and toured and uh the days of when gas was cheap and MapQuest was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So. Did you have to like print out, I guess on MapQuest, you'd print out your directions for the day? I'm trying to remember. We phone? did that one tour yeah. and then we bought Garmin's. Oh, yeah. right. Where you just like plug them into yeah. your... Yeah, you had the suction my, cup thing. Yeah. My band before this, when we first started touring though, one person had a flip phone and like okay. and like no one else had cell phones. We would like make calls to our parents on pay phones and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, you're right, print out like a whole book like tour booklet of map quest directions. And then when you take the wrong turn, you're like, Well, all right, back to the Atlas, you know. It, it was a different time. It's really wild. So mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, but this band I think it was mainly it was like the Garmin, the Garmin. super futuristic, yeah. like the GPS yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. Pre iPhone. Yeah. So once you started opening for these bands did you guys would you guys write i guess you'd have you're just going in like a van yeah, and driving yeah. yourselves and since you didn't have like a label at this point did you have like a manager or anything like that like a leader i guess at any or did you feel like you guys just did our, our friends uh our friends who managed the cohort kids stepped Start, up and really okay, helped cool. us out mm-hmm. and then and i think we actually bought the core kids van for like 400 dollars. Yeah, oh, nice. which used to be a I, like a van from a mental institution it had yes. vinyl floors <laughs> it was sketchy and for like three tours didn't realize that there was like a trick to shutting yeah. the sliding door and we so did like was, a winter a, a canadian it winter so tour cold. it was freezing oh my God, that and sounds awful. De- it was yeah it was like really sketchy do you guys take turns driving or do you well, yeah or we did take turns person? driving okay yeah but we like what matt was saying like we this door didn't shut very well and we're like ah, and, it, and it was cold air would be like flying in we're like Damn it! We <laughs> so realized cool. at the end of the tour, like all you had to do was just push the lever oh, a little no. more, and, and it, it locked it. Oh, no. Yeah, it locked the door. So we were driving with, like an open door for no oh, reason. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, those were those were crazy days. Yeah, I read somewhere that you guys one year like played like two hundred and ninety. Yeah, something shows. It was horrible. Okay, so that year at that point, I mean, I'm curious like how that started to affect, you know, not to go someplace. I don't know if it's good or bad but like your yeah like how that started to affect like your personal life and and at that point you would have already been in the band for like a few years Mm -hmm. right maybe uh that that was 2007 so like it was like the second year of our band's okay so so only second year yeah okay cool so did you feel like you had a lot of like like you were like 
getting momentum and you had a lot of energy to do that kind of yeah. show or yeah a lot yeah. of things a lot of things were like coming up and that we said no to um, oh, okay yeah, we kind of kept getting good opportunities we're like we like we're like we should probably make another record but this is a really good opportunity so we kept taking them and taking them and then at a certain yeah. point we realized like we take any more opportunities we're never gonna make another record so we need right. to stop yeah and like take a break for a second but somebody's gonna die yeah yeah, yeah. but it was a good problem to have at that point you know like it yeah. was like a, a point of growth yeah sure. yeah yeah we turned down the killers right yeah we did openings sorry guys maybe a bad career move yeah but probably it was, a bad career um, move, yeah but it was a great it was a great life move we we ended up recording uh like some of the best songs I've ever written in my life were that second record that we made, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was a crazy time. Our guitar player quit. Like that's how crazy it was by the end of that. By the time, end of doing so many uh, our, yeah. shows and how you felt after that, and yeah, we were just insane and not getting along and and just right. crazy. Because how how do you deal with that? Like the mental part of people. Like you're 23. Yeah. Everybody likes you a lot. Or you think everybody likes you a lot. Yeah. You're living. You're living for like you're like we their, are gonna be major rocks. We're yeah. gonna be major rock stars, yeah. and and you start to get isolated within the group. So you're all you yeah. know you're all doing it together. But then like as you get exhausted and more irritable, mm-hmm. like it's you start judging each other's intentions more. Like just of course imagining how pe- other people feel because you're so kinetic on stage. You just think that that's how it is off the stage mm-hmm. yeah maybe, you know so yeah but it was it was really good to step back we wrote a lot of really great songs we recorded in Cotati at prairie sun where tom waits recorded bone machine mule variations oh, and the awesome. black rider we actually did an ep off of that called the waits room sessions where it was like okay any anything recorded from mule variations like if it wasn't done in this barn room which is the same size as the room we're sitting in right now yeah they would put a speaker and a microphone in there just so it like had the reflection of that yeah which is really cool yeah and we did did that record and and just kind of picked back up and started it started it again Mm -hmm. you know yeah Mm -hmm. what was it like when um the guitar player left like how do you how did that decision come up or was it more of his own like life decision or he he quit after a show where I, he didn't say, or he told others that he quit, but some guy was just being a real jerk. And I was, I was, some guy that I was like audience members. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was like a really quiet song. And I was, and I had a really self-important attitude at that point and very drunk. Okay. Um, a mix of those bad mix of those two things, but it was a very quiet song trying to share a tender moment. And a guy turned his back to the stage, put his elbows on the stage, uh-huh. and then started trying to yell over what I was singing, going like, yeah. what are you doing later? And um, I picked up a full glass of whiskey and threw it directly between his shoulder blades. I'm not proud of this moment, and I'm sharing this <laughs> oh my God. to say I later regretted it. And there was an AMA uh, uh, like that we went through on this whole thing, and I and I actually Ugh. wished that guy that he would get cancer and die. I said that. You like, said you said it that was on, very horrible. On stage, you said yeah, that. yeah. Okay. And still, and I just want to say that people change, and I apologize. Well, you know, when you're in that zone, like you were saying, like performing, and you're sort of in a bubble, and like this is your life. Every night you're doing yeah. the show, and it is distracting when audience members aren't listening. But it's like yeah. keeping that balance of like, at what point do you now you've given power to the audience? Right, right. Like I went to a show once at Eddie attic and there was a guy that was like super annoying yeah like banter and you know eddie's attic is a very intimate yeah. type and un- i mean it was it was fine that the singer chose to do that but started to really play to this guy who 
you know, who yeah. was causing such disruption. And in a way, if, you know, there is that balance of like, wouldn't you just ignore it though? Yeah. Because like you're almost giving power now to this, but it's so annoying. You have yeah. to make. And when a, you're trying to like focus on stage and like communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's impossible yeah. to be like, you know, 10 for 10 on that judgment call. And there's yeah. definitely a time to step in. And that's normally when there's violence involved. Definitely, you kind of have to yeah. stop. Yeah, but more often than not, it's 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 got a... Like one person like that who's really rude and doesn't know how to, you know, be considerate of others can ruin a concert for 10 other people around them. Totally. If he's just talking, being on his phone, just being, just being ridiculous. And, you know, sometimes you just kind of have to stop and... There's there's ways say, of okay. saying it and conveying thankfulness and gratefulness and humility when you do that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm trying to practice that more <laughs> uh, now, and I'm very very thankful that people come to our shows. You know, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, but with Sean Sean Walker, I okay. think uh, there was a combination of that, and then he's also a, a, a brilliant artist. Yeah, that uh, can never stick, or he he's like struggled being able to stick to one thing where he'll uh-huh. like be so interested in something, make such incredible art, and then take all of that, light it on fire, burn that bridge, and move on. And right. uh, and a band's hard because it's like you don't have, none of us have full control of it, and that's difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have to kind of like submit to the fact that we're a part of something that we don't have complete control of, yeah. you know? And that's hard for anybody. And yeah. I think it eventually got to him, and he was just like, I need to do my own do, know, thing Do his while, own so. thing. Yeah. 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 How do you guys individually like, like I know for me, like doing acting, I'm usually like a part of a group and right. like ultimately, right. yeah, there might be a collaboration where I say but like, but like with a band, same thing, like yeah. if you guys decide something, even if you're like, oh, I'm not really feeling that, like you kind of have to like give and take a little, Yeah. but then like you're all, you're both like artists yourselves and like mm-hmm. want probably projects that you have control over how do you i know you have a solo project which mm-hmm, I lo- yeah. i've been listening to oh, so thanks. much i mean I, I you maybe you do too and i didn't hear it i'm <laughs> I sorry John. Okay. <laughs> okay you're like i have an album it's too and i'm like oh i'm sorry project. no yeah. but i by the way i just like love your album your last one you put out with the and i also loved the artwork the lighten up record uh, yeah, yeah 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 thanks i've been listening to it a lot this week yeah matt you... cliff uh did that illustration okay cool I... he's a great artist out of fort worth he's a really special guy okay um, i'll look him up or yeah yeah um because i really liked the album artwork i was like this looks this is so like special looking I don't... he's he's yeah. really thoughtful the artwork yeah. concept of that was standing on a bridge and it's the congress street bridge in austin mm-hmm. where that you have the bats oh, okay. is one half and then the other half is oslo uh, from this oh, other that makes bridge sense now that I yeah, know yeah. you but we don't need to like it's like yeah. one of those things where it's like maybe you don't know like or of course the layman wouldn't understand that but the yeah the fact that he took the thought to have that concept yeah, I, cool. I just thought was really wonderful about him and and he's he's an intuitive type he's really special yeah but yeah uh yeah. thanks a lot you You're know welcome. those records um were really like a journal from a time period and i think like that record i feel seamlessly goes into this one just uh you know, traveling to Oslo and coming back to Texas and coming back to uh, the collaboration with yeah. uh, Delta Spirit. And I think uh, there's been a lot of like Saturn returns going on uh, with our band. And I think where we left off in 2015 uh-huh. it was a really cool place, but it was like a place where it's just like, man, we have been doing this for a minute. Yeah. And uh, we need we need some outside. Right. Like we need to go away. 
Was there any, do you remember like any specific moments in 2015 where it was like, okay, this is a sign like we need like a serious break, like where, or or did someone get married or like, was there anything specific that happened that year or is it just like, okay, this is the, uh, I think like winding down. Matt just, Matt just in some ways he's just like a machine and just keeps writing music and keeps, you just live to play music, right? You know, in a way that like (laughs) a lot of even professional musicians don't you know and so I think you just really wanted to keep doing it and more and more kept coming out and you needed an outlet and like the Delta Spirit process was a bit slow yeah (laughs) compared to your output at that point you know and you know and dealing with like four other lives trying to arrange things it's like you know I think like it had built up for a while and Matt just needed to be able to like yeah do it and not have you know have like your own your own project that's like I would, your yeah, voice yeah, and your yeah, yeah. and I, timing and I all mean, of I've, that yeah. I love Brandon John Kelly and Will so much yeah. and I was having these mounting resentments of things that like everybody needed to do what they were doing in the midst of this and have and have lives apart from mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, living for each other in this in this project and yeah it was just kind of months and months of, of writing and there's a lot going on inside of me mentally mm-hmm. that uh that I just needed to to ride out on my own and also just kind of swing the bat. But it's great because, like, my solo experience was awesome. I, I got to re-experience selling out Babies All Right in Brooklyn for nice. the first time <laughs> or, like, or selling out Rough Trade and, and uh, or Shubas and, like, give that experience to people I who hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun to, like, buy flights for guys who had never been on a flight to go play it, do a fly date show, you yeah. know? Like, do things like that in small ways or, like, go on tour and kind of like be around guys that it's their first experience and they're so thankful for it. And, and just having that new thing where it's like we would go do dates and it was just like old hat for us, you know? And, yeah. and um, we carry ourselves in a way where it's just like, you know, it, it kind of can become a job instead of like seeing the enjoyment and look like instead of like along the journey, looking out and seeing the beautiful panorama around you. Um, yeah. And I was stopping. To, I wasn't enjoying it personally and and yeah. coming and and having that influx of like young people and being or younger the, people the, the people that would you hire you hired for your band yeah like yeah. i i got like, to have a uh, judd johnson who's from houston texas great drummer who's who's now working in our crew and mm-hmm. brendan bond who plays with the black pumas bass mm-hmm. now and he got that gig through glorietta which is like a buddy project and uh pr newman spencer garland from dallas texas who's like uh, my little brother, I love him so much. And he's, you know, it was just great to like have th- those fostered relationships. But, you know, th- that time just felt naturally come to a close. And I think with everybody, it's like not just mm-hmm. all about my story and like coming back, like, but with yeah. John, you know, it's like yeah. two kids. And I mean, you can so, speak for yourself. Yeah. What, what did you that. do when you guys decided to sort of take a break for a yeah. while? Yeah. At first, actually, um, I've, al- I've always only played like in bands. I've yeah. never, never like, toured with other people as a hired gun, but I ended up getting an opportunity to tour with this band called Muna, who are from LA. And so, okay. um, so I, that, that, that was really a rad. It's similar to what Matt was saying. Like they're in their like early twenties, yeah. a new band, like basically it was, I think it was their first tour that I went on with them, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, it's like really exciting I'm the old guy and they're, you know, they're like the first thing we did was play like BBC, like two or something like that, like a live performance, like, you know, I'd played Lollapalooza with them the first time, first time and like all of these like really rad, you know, experiences for them. And they're just an amazing band and a group of amazing people. So it, it was a real, like for that kind of a gig. And also it's, it's, it was kind of fun after like, 15 years of touring with bands that like you had so much 
counting on every show uh-huh. to to kind of not have that responsibility yeah. for a minute. Like mm-hmm. my job is just to, like play the songs well and then that's it. You know what I mean? Right. And, like like as far as uh, there's probably less pressure yeah. because it's like it's not like oh if this goes then you, like you're gonna you come in do your job totally, you get paid totally. leave, or, the, yeah the emotional like, attachment is is different right. and. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was like an interesting experience. So that was fun. And then I also went back to school and got like a master's degree. So What'd you get your master's yeah, degree in? In theology. I'm like a weird I'm a weird I love uh, that. yeah, nerd. So yeah. Where did where did you get it from? I got it from this uh it's like an Episcopal seminary. Um, okay. yeah, and it in Wisconsin. So I did kind of like distance, like hybrid learning and then um and okay. we had our second kid. So it was like I was kinda like taking care of a kid, reading books, writing papers and then yeah. like, you know. Yeah, what is so. your um wife partner do for she's a she's a fashion designer so she worked oh, cool. here and then uh yeah and then that's what ended up we, we moved like about a year and a half ago to montreal because she okay. got an opportunity up there and so now i'm i finished my one degree and now i'm doing some more studies at mcgill and in, 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 in montreal so just oh, can't stop great. yeah yeah you're gonna yeah. like write a book on i don't maybe something yeah reli- yeah i'll explain god to everyone because <laughs> that that's easy be to do right? would, <laughs> please, please do help, help. J- jk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not possible yeah <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, sure it could be like inspiration too for music. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is. I yeah, mean, yeah. I guess everything we do is inspiration. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, but it's been it's been a joy. And now and now this is like, you know, this kind of came, you know, we didn't really know how long we were going to go on break for. And it was just like, okay, everybody disperse, do your thing. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, Matt was kind of ready for it. And all of us were like, okay, yeah, we can do this. Let's, yeah. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. Um, through this, what what happened? I'm always curious about the business side because everybody does handle their stuff so differently. But how, like through this, have you always had like the same management? And have they been even with this break and stuff? Or was it like you had to redo everything once you decided to? We had to start from scratch, basically. And uh, I think it was a necessary thing for us to to like kind of where we pulled out our pulled out our Rolodex from years ago and uh, and reached some new people and Mm -hmm. uh, some folks that I've been working with through my time. And and it's just, man, I'm really happy with our team. Yeah. Like, I feel like this in just my acting and music career, just like the beginning, I didn't even really know exactly what I was looking for. And then now if I bring people on, it's a lot more like, oh, I know more of what is actually I need help with Mm -hmm. and what is actually going to like work for me. Or do you feel like the the process of picking those people? Personally, I love this business. I love the other side of the table. I think it's so fun. And like manufacturing vinyl and and having a close relationship with those people that do that and mastering and and sims and your your record shops that really matter like waterloo records in austin texas and i mean fingerprints in long beach is so special but there's mm-hmm. like and and rand who owns fingerprints uh he was like gave me so much information about how the sim system works coalition for independent uh musicians i okay i think i don't that doesn't sound like it spells that's not, sims <laughs> that's not the right acronym but it's something like that but yeah he he like really pointed to a few really special stores to to focus marketing on and it's really yeah. helpful and it's so fun to like get pricing from the s- store and it's things record companies do uh but it was really fun to have that information it was really empowering and then i felt like my experience this five years coming up with a manager who i can talk to about stuff and is who's so helpful and it's just basically like okay these things are ready and you know like what's expected from us and i think our relationship has just been so less stressful we're managing having 
being a manager is a thankless task and and uh there's a lot expected of them from a manager like there can be a lot of heavy lifting when the artist doesn't know what they want to do and uh it's fun to know like finer points of a short form contract and that that stuff's interesting yeah Yeah. i think it's It's dorky no it's good though to like look at it that way though like because i think a lot of musicians are like oh my god that scares me i don't want to look at it let's let me just find someone to like handle but like it is actually empowering and then you like have those relationships yourself with with record stores and you have those you have that knowledge of contracts yourself like it makes you really it can be fun Mm -hmm. well it's fun to be smart and know what you're doing (laughs) yeah and it's fun to like not get and like make choices based on you know what you want want to do absolutely i mean like the diy platform is there i mean there's a lot going against you with how things are being like sucked up into the the uh the big top couple record companies but yeah you know you have you have TuneCore now Mm -hmm. you have spotify you have you can call a record manufacturer and you can still press records for if you're committed to your project you can press like 2000 records for $3 a unit and you can sell those for 20 bucks. Yeah. If you if you know how to get the deal and and talk to people and ask questions, uh you can go and do sell your records still on consignment at record shops and that makes the record store owners so happy to do that and they put your record on the top of the thing, you know? Yeah. Like if you're on tour, people people want to see bands take control and and do their own way, you know, and I'm really happy uh to be around that little community it's awesome well i have like one more question for you yeah okay if you could have your dream coffee date Mm. anywhere with anyone it doesn't have to be (laughs) like anything fancy or it could be fancy do you know like it could be something simple or it could be something not simple like Mm. what's your what's your dream coffee date with who and then if you even want to describe the actual cup of coffee that would be (laughs) Ooh. Hmm. What do you got? Does it have to be coffee? <laughs> no. Or like, could it? Could, it could, it, be like could coffee really be yummy t- an element of the yes. situation? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I'm gonna pick. I got. I got something. Okay, so great. This. This. Uh. Went on vacation last summer in uh, the south. Like. Like. Uh. What is it? Catalonian France. So like Colio. Okay. Colio. Outside of Papignon. Went okay. on vacation there. It's really great. But um, eating French food, mm-hmm. having espresso, mm. uh, and sitting on a beach with my wife. That sounds great. Nice. I'll take that. That sounds amazing. That's cooler than mine. I was thinking about something really nerdy. I, my my thesis that I wrote for my degree was it partially on this theologian named Rowan Williams, who I really okay. like. And I was like, maybe I could get coffee with Rowan Williams, and that would be cool. That'd be super uh, in England. That sounds yeah, awesome. Oxford or something. That's great. That sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> or Cambridge. He's in Cambridge. Wait, so. what's his name again? Rowan Williams. Rowan Williams. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's got very. He's got wizard eyebrows. They're pretty okay. nice. Yeah. Wait, is he the druid one? He's yeah. He's the former oh. Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> Look up this person on the internet oh, yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah, he great. looks like he's from like uh, not. What's the opposite of Hogwarts? Or like a right, right. Slytherin. He looks like a Slytherin, <laughs> like yeah. a literal like. Yeah, he's great. He's yeah. so cool. Yeah, so that could be cool. Yeah, coffee with him. Coffee yeah. With Does he have any good quotes? I mean, he's got great books, but I don't remember the quotes. Oh, yeah. man, John, I am like so looking forward to your book on God someday. Yeah. Like, I am gonna... I've, I've thought it would be fun <laughs> to like reflect on like the weird, like our, like my life has been very strange. Like you have the oddest life yeah. I've ever known. <laughs> I mean, like I've toured for the last like 20 years of my, I mean, the last five I haven't toured, I guess, but like, you know, just really weird 
uh, you know, experiences and all of that. And like thinking about that theologically could be kind of interesting. So kind of like a, yeah. like a, a memoir without a point, but just kind of like, like a you know, memoir, like, uh, like you mean you're kind of like your own beliefs and spirituality throughout yeah. The, the, the your experiences career and, and like, like with the band yeah, and yeah, yeah not in any sure. sort of like telling a moral tale but more just like wow life is weird you know life is weird. <laughs> john, yeah. john has had a really special existence i think mm. um, i think part yes. of it's your old parents maybe, <laughs> maybe. but like but like i, I was yeah. like so i was always so fa- fascinated with john jameson <laughs> when he uh him and Bran- brandon like figured it out too but john was the king of living like a 65 year old retired <laughs> That's person really true. from the ripe old age of 18 years old like yeah. forever just being like i'm gonna get the kids meal i'm yeah. gonna find the the old person discount like yeah. equivalent I yeah for that. a long time like we just figured out how to i mean we were fortunate enough to have parents that kind of just let us live at their place for a while which made it possible to tour so much you know but like yeah. we weren't making tons of money but we yeah. like figured out ways to like survive on you know not much you're right yeah we'd go D- to like dumpster diving up, trader joe's yeah dumpster diving trader joe's going to like pick up sticks and getting like the wait $4. you would actually do dump- oh, dumpster yeah. diving our oh, first yeah. album we made like we we got like a lot of our food from dumpster yeah. diving trader joe's thanks tj i had a roommate in new york who was in to that yeah she's like emily there's so much food that goes to waste yeah. in new york city and she would like go with her friends yeah and bring home yeah <laughs> like, our old band be like, because Kelly, sell, sell by I mean, dates is two weeks exactly. yeah yeah some so. of it's still totally fine we toured with this band once my old band this band called me without you who are kind of like a yeah they're kind of they're from philly and they're kind of you know crusty hippie guys and like urban hippies they're great but like that was their thing and like the singer even he would we would all go out to eat the singer would wait until people were done with their food and be like can i can eat the rest <laughs> so that was a level i never got quite to thankfully uh <laughs> but like they are the ones who like taught us how to dumpster dive so. i got kicked yeah. out of a bar in stockholm one time they have as a pizza bar place but i that was so dumb but i literally was like i can't believe this pizza is going to waste and i drunkenly took a slice off off of a plate from a server that was like walking away. <gasps> yeah. I had ordered a pizza, like another yeah. pizza was coming. I'm just like, I'm you were so like, I'm hungry. hungry. And I'm like, ah, and she looked at me like I was a, like a villain. It was the worst, but mm. also the best. And the, that and pizza was the best out? tasting. Cause you still, yeah, I got kicked out immediately after I got my pizza. Cause I did, oh. I did pay for a pizza technically, but she, she was like, you got, you're going to go, you're out of here. Oh wow! So, yeah, mm. did not like that. Sorry, that's a really negative note to leave off on such a positive. <laughs> it's okay. Thing. It's okay. Thrifty, <laughs> you guys. Be I'm thrifty. So, I'm so happy you were here, though. Yeah, and, thanks for having and us. And thank you for sharing your your instant coffee with yeah. us. And can you play that Tom really, Waits really song really for fun. us on this thing? You gotta hold on. <laughs> can you, you know how to play? It? <laughs> you gotta hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a Hawaiian, like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You guys, yeah, duet. Here we go. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Sing it like Adam, Adam they, Sandler. Wait. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you got to hold on. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> Sorry. You got to hold on. Hold on. Wait, you got to hold on. Taking my hand. Standing right here, you, you got to hold on. Oh, wait, yeah. You guys were on the Walking Dead soundtrack, oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, and it never right. got yeah. synced in the in a single episode. Was your song on I, that soundtrack? or So fun. It was. Um, <laughs> it never got synced on. No. It, it was just on the soundtrack? Yeah, that song it doesn't was make so any sense. good, yeah. too. It's I'm too so on the confused. nose. Because it was literally like, I'm dead, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sad, spooky. <laughs> somebody get the change. It was supposed to be synced, and they like took the scene out or something. Yeah. Something weird like that. It's too on the nose. Yeah. 
but yeah, the whole Hold On song, they did like a version of it for the soundtrack. Nice. But it was different than what was in the oh, okay. actual show. Are you saying that version too? Or? I sang both, yeah. Oh, cool. Sweet. Yeah. I'm going to listen back to that version. Yeah, great. The I mean, it's very like produced. That's what's weird. It's right. like in the show, it was just like me acapella. Yeah, that's a really and special then, moment. And then, or wait, did it, was it Hold On? No, it was like this Irish, I sang a bunch in the show. Okay. Never mind. That's the song that's on the soundtrack isn't Hold On, oh, Tom Waits. It's an Irish hymn that I sang in the first episode of season three. Yeah. Interesting. But you can go back in. But it, that one was like, it's very produced, but the um, what we sang in the show was very simple around like a campfire. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, a very yeah. different like vibe. Yeah. But it was cool. Yeah, definitely. It's cool. We'll take it. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> do, you have, do you have new music coming out? I do. I, um, so I recorded an album, finished it up. Just got the masters at the beginning of this cool. year, yeah. so I'm just kind of holding on to it sweet. to see. You gotta hold on. You gotta hold on. <laughs> hold on. Just yeah. holding on. I'll send it to you if you feel yeah, like sweet. It's very different. I mean, you might like it though. Is like, it about gosh, coffee or all about coffee? Yeah. No, I'm just. I love you, coffee. Yeah. My best friend. Um, no, it's about. It's called the supporting character, and it's kind of about like, I don't know. I think it's about my relationship to like being an, an artist, and like also there's a lot about like my family, cool. like moving away from Nebraska, right. And, then um, there's also about like in the last couple of years, I lost my, I guess he was kind of like a mentor mm. as far as acting goes. Yeah. Like I would always call him when I would get a job and stuff like that. Um, and he passed away. So there's like a song about that. So yeah. it's very like about life as like more of an artist type yeah. person. Do you feel that person's presence in your life still? I do. Yeah. I definitely do. Hmm. But then I also, what the song is about is how I went to the funeral and I felt like, it's all nothing like mm. there's no one there wow. like even though there's right. like all these stories about this person mm-hmm. there's all these like he's out of here yeah yeah yeah. like yeah. gone moved on right, yeah. right, right, right and it was like very strange mm-hmm. maybe just like seeing a body you know yeah. all the stuff you do at funerals that is just like so heartbreaking yeah. so there's a viewing yeah. you went to a viewing there's a viewing and a funeral and wow. then a party after yeah and i just remember feeling it's like looking around the corner like that person should they just it didn't feel like to me and maybe it was just my headspace at the time mm-hmm. but, you know there's all these stories about him and it just felt like he was gone yeah, yeah. and then and then i think there was also not to just podcast all about, <laughs> it's all about me now no let's talk about this is a good topic this is no but yeah. also um so much of his best friends were his the people he did shows with mm. actors or other friends he met in west hollywood that were that were painters or musicians right. or maybe not so much family and things like that. And mm. I guess like there was something about it that stuck with me in that, like, I don't know, this whole record became sort of like, Oh, like I miss out on a lot of things like weddings, like right. thing, my things with my little sister, like to be an artist and you almost form these like new families. Like I'm sure in your band, like it's like a family, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you do sort of like, like friendships and family, like they can sometimes even become secondary to the art that you make Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's right or wrong or but it just happens and I started to sort of like after that funeral like look at my life differently it's a a hard tension to hold I mean touring is touring is not like a normal like leaving your family for extended periods of time is not really a normal thing to do like and it's not necessarily a healthy thing to do constantly you know what I mean it's it's hard but also families come in different forms and like like if you wanted to stay yeah yeah, like you have to also live your life the what makes you feel like the most joy and fulfills you the most yeah 
but um yeah, yeah. so that's what the record's about that's, cool. <laughs> Great. that's yeah it's beautiful yeah but those people are so important right in your life that like yeah. challenge you to uh challenge you to ask deeper questions like towards people and yeah. and also like uh in a way that you're like carrying on their legacy mm-hmm. in their art because yeah. they shared those tools with you yeah they, they mm-hmm. shared they shared that uh their love their life mm-hmm. and, and you get yeah. to like ha- have that and i feel feel really thankful for those people yeah so in my life do you guys feel like you have like men- have you ha- or is it just your band like the mentors through your career or that you can I, I definitely remember? have different sort of mentors. Yeah, like in di- that fill different like places. different needs. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For me too. Like he was definitely like a certain area yeah, of life right. that I sort of would like look to him for yeah. guidance. But my yeah. my first manager passed away. Oh man, like three three years, uh, four years ago. Jesus. Mm. But um, he was like the guy I would call every father. Like we like our relationship professionally ended, but I would call him every. Father's Day uh-huh. on his, you know, on his birthday, on Christmas, on my birthday, like just any excuse to just check in. And he would just ask what, like just that deeper level, the deep to the deeper yeah. human and uh, about love. And he definitely was like, like a lighthouse for me in my walk towards and through agnosticism. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when he passed away, he died of brain cancer. Mm-hmm. I met, I met uh, this guy, Tony, and, and he was the like started the the studio called sonic ranch in el paso where we recorded and it's really cool but um i was just thinking about him on father's day and i ended up calling my dear friend our dear friend sarah silver and i was just mm-hmm. thinking about how it's like it's so funny i'm calling a woman on father's day but she's my father figure yeah, <laughs> okay <laughs> like I, I guess like I, I, there's no like patriarchy there but like yeah. you know um having that human being like always just making sure that like you're healthy mm-hmm. going into art and having a person like that in your life is so important and yeah. and they their advice just continues to vibrate the rest of your life and you find yourself like reiterating their wisdoms yeah. you know yeah awesome yeah this has been a nice conversation it has. this has Good been job, such guys. a yeah. nice conversation thanks for having us well, thanks you guys yeah and now matt vasquez Speeding! Have you it feels to be home again? Struck by the lightning, a little money in my hand. I wanna love you the best that I can. How good it feels to be home again. Alone, been on a bender for a year Piss fitting perfectly, happy to be here Pass me the bottle, I've got nothing to defend How good it feels to be home again How good it feels to be home again Struck by the lightning A little money in my hand I want to love you The best that I can How good it feels to be home again Well that line 
been praying about the end of days How the hell can a person have nothing left to say Come and try and lift my suitcase full of sand How good it feels to be home again If you want to hear more, you can find Delta Spirit and Matt's solo work on Spotify or Apple Music. Personally, I really love their 2015 album Into the Wide, and more recently I've been listening to Matt's solo album Lighten Up. You can find songs from that on my Spotify playlist. Look for the link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening this week. It really means a lot to me to see you guys sharing and loving these episodes. I'll see you next week.